0: Welcome to the Girl on Top, Shalyn XO Podcast. I'm your host, Shalyn Lester. You might know me from my YouTube channel, where I take trending celeb news, do a deep psychological breakdown, and figure out how we can take those lessons into our life. Here on the podcast, though, I address questions that you guys have submitted to me. Don't worry, I change all the names and answer some of the best questions I've received over the last week. And for more, you guys can find me on YouTube. Click like and subscribe for new videos every Friday and actually every other day. Find me on Instagram and Twitter at ShalinXO. And this week, we're going to talk about classmates and coworkers, when to block a guy, how to dump a fuck buddy, why vacation flings ghost, and a lot more. Wondered what the secrets are behind some of the most successful women in the world? Well, each week on the Super Women with Rebecca Minkoff podcast, designer Rebecca Minkoff, yes, the girl who makes all of your favorite purses, talks to women from all walks of life, from CEOs to artists. They share their personal stories on the successes and their failures in order to help you tap into the power of vulnerability and find strength in dealing with loss. They also share tips on how to make your inner superwoman shine through. Doesn't this sound totally up our alley? So head on over to Spotify or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts for new episodes of the Superwoman with Rebecca Minkoff podcast to get inspired, laugh, and learn a few life lessons along the way. Welcome to the podcast, Chaloners, and just a reminder, any question that I choose from the ones you guys have submitted have been completely anonymized. I changed the name, I changed the details, so feel free to pour your guts out to me and rest assured that none of your important details are going to end up on the internet. All right. This is not emotional revenge porn. So let's get into it. So this chick Hillary said she's 20 and her crush is 23 and they go to the same college and they're in the same degree program. So they see each other a lot for class. And they've been making eyes. They've got a crush on each other. And he asked her out yay so she said what are your thoughts on going out with a classmate so she's been following all like my rules not texting first letting him do this but since we see each other every day for class what like that kind of takes the mystery out of what the other person is doing so what do you do when you see someone all the time who you're also dating how should I act in front of our friends at school like we've kissed but privately but like how do I behave towards him during class Okay, so this is a really good question because this is also true if you date a coworker, which I personally never do. I mean, I'm a hoe and a half, but, like, I'm also, above all things, lazy. And I don't want to have to look my best during class or during work or during the gym. Like, those are my ugly hours. The hours of like nine to six are my ugly hours okay my hot hours are later when the sun is down when there's no direct lighting when i can control things you know so i purposely don't get myself into a situation like this i did one or two times i was like yo no so this is what i told her so when you're trying to date someone within your sphere So it's like school, work, church, whatever. It's extremely important to separate intentional contact from logistically unintentional contact. So that means him seeing you in class does not count as quality time. It doesn't count as a date. It doesn't count as anything intentional or as part of any kind of courtship. It's simply logistical contact. It has happened because that's where fate puts you. They put you in the same office. They sat you next to one another. You happen to go to the same church, whatever. So I would be like, not necessarily icy, but just sort of vague and polite, but detached. Because you're not in school to flirt with him. That's not why you're in class. That's not what you're there to do. That's not why you accepted, you applied and got accepted to that college or that degree program, right? No, that's not why you have a certain job or why you attend a certain church or have a hobby. You are there to get something done beyond a dude, right? And when we start reshuffling our priorities, oh, I need to like focus on making eyes at him instead of doing my work or taking notes. At the end of the day, that guy could leave you and what are you left with? Not only are you, do you not have a man, you've also screwed up your goals. And that that is when the self-resentment starts. You know, it's one thing to be mad at a guy. I'm all for it. It is awful to be mad at yourself and to kick yourself and to be aware that you have wasted our one non-renewable resource time the second non-renewable one youth they are pretty similar so if you have wasted this time on dude it's like it's the worst feeling in the world so this dude is not the main course right he's the parsley on the side of the plate and he needs to understand that he needs to understand that in terms of like flirtation and cozy cuddly date nights these are your ugly hours. This is not when you were dressed up for him. This is not when you're lavishing attention on him. He wants that, he has to make it intentional. He has to set that time with you. He has to ask you out specifically. This shit, all this time that he gets to see you, that's just, that's just a little parsley. That's just a little bit of garnish. He needs to prioritize you in return. You will then prioritize him after your own goals. So this next question comes from a girl named Jen. She's in college, she's 20, and she's been in a fuck buddy situation that's getting a little fiddly. Let's hear what she has to say. Hi, Shelly. So I've been talking to a guy for almost a year now, and we've been hooking up for about four months. He took my virginity, and it's a friends with benefits situation. But lately, he's told me he's going through some stuff, which he won't elaborate on, and has definitely been texting less. I hung out with him two Sundays ago, and he seemed extra distant since. He texted me this last Thursday asking how my day was, but then never responded to my reply. Should I reach out to him? I'm really hoping I'm not being ghosted, but it seems like I am. I was thinking of saying something along the lines of, hey, is everything okay or do you not want to talk anymore? But I'm not even sure how I'd word it. If nothing else, I just want some closure. Ugh, this guy. So, oof. Friends with benefit situations, when they work, they are truly a thing of beauty but i have always thought it's easier to find a boyfriend than a fuck buddy because the fuck buddy situation is predicated on on neutrality you know like perfect transparency you both are on completely the same page about what you want about what you can give about you know all of that stuff and that's really hard it's really hard to be like neutral and transparent with somebody certainly someone you're sleeping with and let's be honest you probably don't start to sleep with someone if you're not attracted to them and Very rarely am I attracted to someone enough where I want to hook up with them, but I don't want to date them. I mean, it it does happen. I mean, certainly the older I've gotten, the more I've been able to separate love and sex. But when I was 20, certainly when I was a virgin, because I was a virgin at 20, virgin at 21, that was like impossible. Like if I like you, I like you. So had I gotten to Jen before this whole thing was set up, I would have never like <laughs> shipped the idea that she should lose her virginity to a fuck buddy. Because it obviously when you lose your virginity, I don't care how like woke and like whatever you are. You want it to work out. You want a relationship. Who doesn't? Who doesn't? It, that's not weakness. That's normal. That's what pairing is. Hello? So obviously this is kind of like setting her up for failure because it's really hard to have a neutral fuck buddy situation when you have... So much of your own things going on, you know? It's not like you're 30 and you've boned a bunch of dudes. It's just another brick in the wall. <laughs> so so here's what I told her. So I think what's going on with this guy, like why he's distant, ghosting, what he's like going through is that he's met a girl. I think that he is like interested in some chick. They're dating, or are hooking up, and he doesn't necessarily want to keep hooking up with Jen but he's not 100% going to cut her off because he wants to keep her on the hook just in case this thing with the other girl doesn't work out, you know? So I don't really know many other things that would make a guy turn down no-strings-attached sex, right? Unless he is, like, getting the sense that she is getting more attached and he's pulling back because that's not what he wants, you know? That could definitely be it. Again, though it's a bitch move that he's not like, look, you know, I feel like we're not on the same page anymore. It's probably a good idea that we like step away from the situation. Like, I just can't give you what you want. But like I've said before, even when people tell us that, we don't want to always want to listen. We, when we like someone, we are forever looking for loopholes. Forever. I have questions from you guys that's like, hmm, he blocked me. What do you think that means? Girl. Gee, I, I don't know what... What an opaque gesture. What a what a mysterious, hazy thing. So I told her, don't reach out. You know, he's not going to come clean about whatever's going on. And he'll probably just make up an excuse to keep you on the hook for as long as possible. But overall, I do think it's time that she moved away from this situation. Like I said, it's almost impossible to hook up with someone for any length of time. Four months is, I think, a very, like, generous amount of time to hook up with someone and not expect to catch feelings, usually, especially like I said, when you're younger, it's your first sexual experience. That's going to happen ASAP. And again, that doesn't make you weak. Our ability to love and our ability to bond is our power as women. Bonds make the world go round. Who the hell wants to move through this life not liking anybody? Sounds terrible. So it's important, though, that she acknowledges that this guy is not going to be that boyfriend dude. If he hasn't made an overture in that direction yet, he's not going to. And I know that's terrible to hear. I know it. But the only thing more terrible is wasting four months and one day on a person who isn't going to be what you want. There's a billion guys out there. I mean, literally. There's 7.8 billion people in the world. There's way more than a billion guys. And if she wants a boyfriend, like I said, that's so easy. Like, it's so much easier to find than a fuck buddy thing but you can change what you don't acknowledge. And we can't chase a goal if we don't set it, right? We can't go to a restaurant and sit there, not even open the menu and expect food to come out. You gotta order something. So she has to set her intention like, you know what? This isn't working for me anymore. So she should go to him and she should say that. If she wants to reach out, it should be in service of breaking this thing off and pursuing what it is she truly needs out of life. And when you break up with a fuck buddy, it doesn't have to be dramatic because a lot of times we catch feelings and you know we kinda wanna gauge where they're at because it happens, like maybe they don't know and whatever. I personally demand that a guy chases me. I think it's a very beta male move to make me like do that risky emotional work. I don't put up with that shit and I don't date guys who think that that's acceptable. reason I'm not on Bumble I'm not saying hi first it's no big deal why don't you do it so here's an easy script if you want to kind of get a sense of where your fuck buddy is like hey you know like I've had so much fun like over these past few months but I don't know I feel like I'm kind of changing and I'm just moving more into a different headspace and I sort of feel like I'd want a more steady relationship now if you're not on the same page about that I completely get it but then we should probably break this off and that's it That's all you have to say. It's not dramatic. It's not judgy. It's don't do it when you're drunk. Just be like, you know, whatevs. And then if he is into it, he is going to jump at that chance. I mean, right then. He's not going to wait. He's not going to bide his time because he's going to know, if he's a quality dude, that if he doesn't get to you, yo, you've got your boyfriend antenna up. Some other dude will come along. And it's really tempting. I spent a lot of years doing this, thinking like, well... I just have to have sex with him more because he can't fall in love with me if he doesn't see how good I am in bed. Oh, Shallon. (laughs) I mean, I am good in bed, but like that, we can't, we can't just keep giving it away. You know, businesses don't operate like that. We Gotta keep giving away these lattes. Otherwise no one will see how good they are and they won't buy them. That isn't a great strategy for making money. And it's not a great strategy for making a relationship. You got to pull back to see someone's true intentions and to protect yourself. So that was my advice to her, and that's if you're in the same situation, pull back, reevaluate, and don't be afraid to move on. So our next question comes from a surely gorgeous and dazzling young lady named Sarah, and basically, she's messaged me a few times about this, and this is sort of like the latest update. But basically, she's had like this flirtation with a coworker and. You know it was kind of like a pam and jim from the office situation but like he never took things to the next level he like never asked her out he did not speak to her like outside of work like they would talk all day at work and message and then like nothing after work nothing on the weekends and she's like what the fuck turns out i bet you guys can guess he had a girlfriend he had a girlfriend so that's what he was doing when he wasn't at work and he was basically using her Sarah to like pass the time so last I talked to her she was going to confront him and cut him out of her life this is the update I focused on when I confronted him shaming him and he said that he did feel so ashamed and he was a fool and he apologized profusely saying the reason he didn't ever mention his girlfriend is because he didn't want to ruin anything about our friendship and that he cares a lot about me and really enjoys talking to me and he thought it would upset me and duh it did. So you would think that after I outed him he would put up some boundaries talking to me but if anything we've talked way more. After work until midnight and on the weekends here and there. But I know that this obviously isn't good. He has a girlfriend who he isn't going to leave. And while we used to be talking a lot outside of work, it seemed, that's kind of dropped off. Like, I feel like I'm being ghosted. And this mainly happens during the weekends when he's probably with his girlfriend. But I straight up won't hear from him for like two days when I assume he's with her. So I don't know what to do. I'm upset that he didn't just tell me he had a long-term girlfriend for the get-go because had he told me, I wouldn't have developed these stupid feelings for him. And now that I know that he does have a girlfriend who he's not leaving, he's talking to me even more. I just don't know what to do. Girl, I could see this coming a mile away. First of all, let's go back to him saying, I didn't didn't tell you about my girlfriend because I didn't want to ruin the friendship. If it's truly a friendship, Him having a girlfriend shouldn't matter. He probably tells his dude friends he has a girlfriend because it has no bearing on the friendship because friendships are supposed to be neutral. I don't like deep down wanna fuck my best friend Diane. You know what I mean? It's neutral. I love her. She can have a boyfriend that has nothing to do with us. The fact that he knows that, like the fact that he even said that proves that he knows this isn't just a neutral friendship. That's why he's hiding a huge part of his life, a part of his life that directly competes with Sarah, because Sarah is giving him attention. That's what this all boils down to. He is just an attention mongrel. Like he has a girlfriend. If he wanted to talk to someone all day, he could probably be texting with his girlfriend, right? Or his friends. No, 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 that's not enough. He has to have this stable, like good girl at home who's like none the wiser. She probably doesn't know any of this is happening so he gets this stable steady thing but also this like ooh exciting like zippy flirtation at work because not only is that like a great move for his ego it also passes the time at the office (laughs) win 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 for homeboy and who gets anything out of this only him so the whole idea that like oh this he didn't want to ruin the friendship is such horseshit it's I don't know who decided that that phrase and that excuse like was valid for literally any scenario. I didn't want to ruin the friendship. Because whenever someone says that, that means, what preceded that is they have been stringing you along. Like when I was stringing along a guy in high school who I didn't want to date, I just didn't want to ruin the friendship. No, it's that I don't want you touching me with those fingers. You know, I have the ick and I don't like you like that. And instead of just separating and being like, I need to like not encourage this boy because it's wasting his time and he's going deeper down a dead end path, I didn't because I was selfish. So, this is what I told her. So basically, of course I saw this coming, and of course he's talking to you more for a few reasons. Number 1, he's a bitch. He's a bitch coward, and he can't stand to feel like the bad guy. Dudes cannot stand to feel like the bad guy. They hate it. That's why an ex who like dumped you will reach out like a few weeks after like, "Hey, just want to see how you are." They don't they don't give a shit how you are. They want to know that you're going to respond. If you're like, I'm fine, how are you? And notice they like never reply back to that. It's so they don't have to feel like the bad guy. So this dude is going to engage, 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 engage relentlessly to reassure himself that you're not mad at him. And he's gonna do that on a daily, hourly basis because clearly he has no tolerance for just quiet. You know what I mean? If he could sit alone with his thoughts, he wouldn't need a girlfriend and a side chick at work and there's probably someone else. I don't know very many people who are messy in just one way. So number two, he's got nothing to lose. He's talking to you because he's got nothing to lose. If Sarah stops talking to him, who fucking cares? He's got a girlfriend at home. She is a distraction to pass the time. I know that that's real talk and that's truth and that's painful, but like, we have to walk in the light of the truth. You know I say this all the time. We don't do ourselves any favors by lying about what's actually going on. And you guys can lie to your boyfriends, you can lie to your friends, you can lie to me. Please don't lie to yourselves. There is enough bad stuff in the world. There's enough perpetrators out there who are going to break your heart. You don't need to be your own co-conspirator. You, know? you don't need to be your own co-executioner and be just as culpable in your heartbreak because you haven't been acknowledging the truth. So yeah, he's going to keep talking to her. Who fucking cares? Even if it's the rejection quotient is so low from a risk standpoint. Like if Sarah ices him out at work, he's got something else to do. He's got work. You know, this is, it's not like they're on a date. And if she stops speaking to him at the dinner table, this is going to be weird. Like he can easily justify that rejection, brush it off, keep it moving. And the third reason why he's still talking to her. The most important reason of all. She's letting him. Sarah is letting him. He's getting the feedback that it is A OK. He is getting that feedback because her behavior did not change. This is something I've learned. Having like a talk with the guy, like, you better not do this again. If you do this, I'm going to do that. Fucking useless. I don't even do it anymore. I don't do it anymore. Adults, I date adults. Well, I mean, they're like 22, but legally, they're adults. Like, People know what is appropriate and what isn't. I call their attention to inappropriate behavior one time, just once. I say, I don't like this. It makes me feel this. Don't do this anymore. And if they keep doing it, I don't even keep confronting them about it. I just leave. Because people don't listen to your words. They listen to your actions. You know, And this is the hard part, as we're like, I'm going to tell him. It's like, you got to show him, girl. So Sarah has showed this guy through her actions that there really isn't a consequence for him having a girlfriend. Who fucking cares? Their relationship has rolled on exactly the way it was. If anything, it's better cuz now they're talking outside of work. So he gets more attention. And if she were ever going to be like, "Hey, you know what? Fuck you." You know what he's going to say? "I told you I had a girlfriend." I told you. We're friends. He's going to default back to that, because that little loophole in his mind gives him an excuse to act however he wants and do whatever he needs to do. And there's nothing Sarah can say about it, because hey, she knows the deal. She knows the writing on the wall. She's her own co-executioner. So (laughs) a cheater and attention whore is never going to be the one to put up boundaries. And it was so interesting when she said that. It's like, I thought he would put up boundaries. Why? Again, he's got nothing to lose. He's getting what he wants from this scenario. The worst case, Sarah ghosts him and stops speaking to him. That's fine. He just starts chatting up someone else at the office. You think this is the first time he's done this? No, not going to be the last. People like this are serial cheaters. They're serial attention mongrels, you know? And you don't just top yourself up with attention and you're like, I'm good for the next 10 years. Like, it's just, it's bottomless. It's endless. So unfortunately, she's going to have to be the one to put up those boundaries. She is going to have to be, you know, her own executioner in a different way. And that's what's so unfair about people like him. It's like they make us do the dirty work and the hard work. But I want you guys to hold on to that feeling of how insulting that is and how infuriating it is that someone lies to us, leads us on, manipulates us, breaks our heart, and doesn't even have the balls To break up with us. We have to do that too. That should incense you down in your DNA because we got to galvanize that feeling into moving on. I don't really move on from things unless I am good and goddamn mad. and So I get myself mad pretty quickly now. I've learned to because that is the rocket fuel I need to propel me out of something toxic and into something better. So he's made his position and his truth clear and now she's got it be the one to accept it, and do what needs to be done. So the next question we have is from Ashley. And she's been dealing with an ex who, as she calls it, is basically loitering in and out of her life. So she says, Dear Shallon, I finally managed to break things off with this guy who's an obvious fuckboy, but it's like he is constantly lurking on my social media. He'll be liking my photos, he'll be watching my Insta stories, he'll be replying to my Snapchats, and while I never take the bait and write back... It's obviously really annoying and distracting and it just kind of keeps him alive in my mind. So I don't know what to do. I don't want to block him because I just want to appear to be very chill and normal and indifferent about the whole thing, but I really just want him to leave me alone. What do I do? So I want you to picture, like when I can't make heads or tails out of a situation, it helps for me to put it in a different context. And suddenly things become a lot clearer. So picture a human person loitering and lurking around your actual house, like where you live. If there was someone constantly lurking outside your door, you would make sure you lock that door, right? You would take concrete steps to identify and remove this person from your life. And no one would be like, um, you're being really Unchill because you're like locking your door against a person who's like not got your best interest at heart. That's a really unchill of you. No. People identify that like they need boundaries, and boundary setting is really difficult because again, we don't want to look crazy. And crazy is the ultimate thing that society has taught us that we should never be, you know, and this is how guys control us. And people are always going to call you crazy when they can't manipulate you. When you've set boundaries, when you have shut and locked a door, people are going to be like, whoa, you're crazy. But it's different than a house because a house, you lock a door and no one can get in. But your life isn't like that. You can block one person out of your emotional house. And you need to get these people off of your emotional real estate because they ain't paying rent. They just setting up camp and lurking, stalking, trespassing. So I'm always in favor of blocking people. Like... I don't really care how I look to other people. You know, I mean, obviously, if you just like look at how I live my life, clearly I don't care. But like if I'm putting my true emotional health first, it doesn't always look chill and indifferent. It looks like, no, I'm taking active steps to get somebody out of my life because they are actively toxic to it. And I don't really care if that makes me look crazy or not indifferent I know I'm not crazy. Quality people know I'm not crazy. I also know that I'm not indifferent. I don't want this interloper in my life, in my mind, in my heart, or even on my social networks. So put up those boundaries. Don't be afraid to do that. And don't be afraid to shut that door, bolt it, and say, get the hell off my property. welcome to the podcast ladies our first question is from a young lady named nina now she says she met this guy on vacation in Colombia, and they like really hit it off he was a farmhand, and she was down there doing i don't know something on a farm and they like hooked up and it was super intense and awesome and she's back home now and she dm'd him on instagram left her on red and she's like i just don't understand because we had such a connection and like I feel like he could at least respond to me like this is kind of weird and I know he's been looking at my profile because I can see he's watching my insta story so should I put it on private will that send a message to him blah 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 she's in a spiral about this before I answer this question I just want to let you guys know that if you guys submit a question to me on instant go or something and I use it for this podcast all of the names are changed all of the details are changed like it's been anonymized if that's a word so don't worry i changed your name to protect the innocent and changed the guy's name to protect the guilty maybe unless you want me to keep their name normal i will last name too i'll put their address on here i don't care they're mean to you i'm a vigilante so this is the thing with nina's situation i've been in this almost exact position where i met a guy on vacation and what i realized is they compartmentalize dudes are compartmentalizers like Olympic level compartmentalizers and what that means is if a guy looks at you and not you but the logistics of the situation and sees this probably is kind of a dead end it gets filed into that category right from the jump and nothing seems like more of a dead end to a guy than meeting a girl on vacation you're both from out of town they are very aware that like there's a lot of long distance you know and you're both like in vacation mode I hope you guys can't hear that like ship honking outside my house if you can i'm really sorry i don't want to stop and shut the window though but like they look at this situation on paper and think there's no way this is going to work we're from different countries or different states or even different zip codes and they're like that's more work than i'm willing to put into something guys are very tactile and their love language is almost always physical touch you know they need to be around their woman they need to see her they need to hold her like if I go away for two days, my boyfriend goes completely feral. He's wearing Kleenex boxes of shoes. He's gnawing on the furniture. It's it's mayhem. Like if I'm not there to sort of like even him out, no, I have to like release him back into the wild. So when you meet a guy on vacation, he is already thinking this isn't going to work. This is a fling. We're going to have fun. It's going to be wonderful. And this dude that I met one time... He was obsessed with me. He's like, this is the greatest night. I can't even believe this. Oh, my God. I could talk to you forever. i want to make you my wife. Like, way into it. It was really hot. And then, like, he lived in Seattle. I lived in New York. And I got back and, like, I travel a lot. So it's not inconceivable that I would be someplace near him. I mean, it's, like, I was thinking of entrances and he was thinking of exits. You know what I mean? And... I would like texted him a time or two and just, I know, see, see why you shouldn't text? Because I was a victim of that passive reciprocation. Yeah, he responded, but it was the driest, most like pointless text. Like he wasn't furthering the conversation. And I found myself like shucking and jiving like, oh, I could ask about this and I could ask about that. And I'm like, Shallon, he's not bouncing the ball back. So just let it go. And it was difficult because it's like well we had a good time don't you want to try to make those good times continue the heart is when it beats inside of a man lazy above all things they want it to be easy they want it to be ready you know who invented little caesars guarantee it was a man it's hot and it's ready is it good i said it's hot and it's ready good is a very distant third and that's how guys feel about vacation flings so my advice to her was no no Don't go switching your settings. Don't go DMing him anymore. It was what it was. And it's really hard for us to like encapsulate a wonderful experience and just leave it there because we want more wonderfulness. But that's not usually how guys feel. Not all the time. But that should kind of be our mentality going into it. What happens on vacation? Gotta stay on vacation. That's all for this week, Shalloners. Thanks for tuning in. And like I said, if you have a love question of your own that you need some help on, find me on the Instant Go app and click chat to get connected right away. Also, find me on YouTube, Shallon Lester. Click like and subscribe for new videos every Friday and a bunch in between. And be sure to follow me on Instagram, Snapchat, and Twitter at ShallonXO. Stay savage.